Hello and welcome to Beyond the Road, the transportation industry podcast where we talk all things transportation and logistics. I am your host, Eli, and joining me today is Josh Rivers. Josh is a sales team manager at ATS Logistics, the freight brokerage wing of Anderson Trucking Service. And Josh is here to give us an update or a forecast, rather, on the transportation industry during February 2024. We have made it to the new year, Josh. Yeah, I'm like a logistics weatherman. Yeah, kind of a meteorologist of freight. Logistical meteorology. It's not... It's not a real thing. How's uh, the uh, beginning of the year going for you so it's far? Solid. It's solid. We finally have snow. Which yeah, <laughs> that's nice. It just feels normal again. Everybody's like, I could have gone without it. I'm like, it just reduces my anxiety that we have snow on the ground. Yeah, I got to relearn how to drive, kind of. But it was touchy this morning. I was like, oh wow, that's what that feels like. Okay. And now that we, you know, we work in trucking, so we pay more attention to truck drivers out there on the road. Oh, absolutely. I hate to hate to be driving a and semi. At the time of this recording, the weather is just awful, pretty much from, if you drew a line from Minnesota straight down and just everything east, it's just so bad right now. And yeah. that's what we're fighting with. And that's going to bring, uh, that's kind of the first thing I wanted to cover yeah. about going into February, because that's what we're talking about. This is the February update. Um, winter was a little bit delayed this year. And, yeah, so. and everybody in the Midwest will tell you that, right? So uh, we had a, a, I think it was it was 55 degrees on Christmas here. And it was just weird, right? Never seen anything like it. It was raining. It was just bizarre. Um, so with winter being a little bit delayed, but in full swing now, it's going to be a high of negative one on Sunday here. Uh, the main thing that we see in February is uh, the Midwest tends to get hit with these uh, these really, really harsh cold snaps. Yeah. And, uh, folks who live around here are going to know what we're talking about. Typically, uh, January, February is when it's the coldest here. That's where you get those highs of negative 10 for the day and your lows are in the minus 20s or 30s in some locations. And uh, that does a lot for capacity uh, for two reasons. Uh, number one, drivers don't want to put their trucks in an area where they may not start again. And yeah. that's that's the reality. Um, a lot of guys will just leave their trucks running, which is fuel spend. Uh, when they're in the truck stops, uh, because they have to, yeah. right? Uh, you can't you can't shut that truck off when it's minus fifteen outside. Dude. Bad things will happen. Um, and another reason is is uh, and and this impacts the open deck side of the house more is uh, drivers that have to go hands on with freight, which is typically your your open deck carriers, flatbed, mm-hmm. step decks, RGNs, etc. They're not going to want to deliver to a place where they have to get out and unstrap and untarp. And it's minus ten outside. Yeah, that's difficult. Right. So I mean, if you if you had the option to pick where you were delivering, and you can deliver a load in Houston, Texas, where it's eighty five and sunny. Yep. Or you can deliver a load in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, where it's minus twenty five and thirty mile an hour wind gusts and yeah. minus fifty six wind chill. Nobody wants to do that. So that'll definitely impact capacity uh, to the northern region of the United States. This is also the time of the year where a lot of those crazy snowstorms blow through Montana, Idaho, Wyoming, and you we will see road closures. That's uh, that's going to be something to, to keep an eye out for, and that goes for both equipment types, dry vans and flatbeds. Um, drivers are going to be a little bit choosier taking freight up north. Uh, vans, it won't be as bad. It, yeah. It's the open, like I said, it's the open deck, guys. Uh, but be prepared for road closures. Be prepared for winter storms. Be prepared for delays. This is the season of delays, and uh, we're actually fighting it today. Uh, in particular, at the time of this recording, there's a, a large storm moving through the northeast and a lot of uh, high winds, you know, 30 mile an hour sustained winds with 60 mile an hour gusts. Nobody wants to drive in that. Yeah. That's, that's hazardous at that point. So uh, we're seeing a lot of folks that just 
don't want to risk it. And it's a safety thing. And I, I don't blame people for not wanting to drive in that. You're driving what's essentially a 53-foot sail. Yeah. It just catches all that wind. And uh, it can cause accidents. It can tip trailers over. It's not it's not enjoyable. Yeah. So be prepared for that. Um, as far as commodity types go, nothing particularly uh, – nothing is moving in particular to my knowledge more right now. Um, I mentioned in the past that we do have uh, a couple of customers who manufacture building products, and this is their buy season. Mm-hmm. February is um, February is uh, typically when they move a lot of their product out to their distributors. So you'll see a little bit of an increased um, outbound load count yeah. from some folks who uh, have a buy season this time of year in their stock and shelves for uh, for the spring buy season. Other than that, February statistically is the slowest month in logistics. So that is where we see the lowest capacity demands. This is where price really becomes king. Uh, but it's it's something that I really caution customers against because a lot of folks, uh, especially folks who are newer to this, they get accustomed to it, right? So February hits, rates drop, capacity opens up, and they're like, this is great. Yeah. You know, love seeing this. I, I look forward to a year of this. And then the spring hits and everything tightens right back up just the way it does every single year. And people get caught dead, you know caught with their pants down yeah as so as freight demand lowers um and during this time of year i'm just kind of wondering um how does that impact shippers rates considering the fact that as you said drivers are a little bit more selective and you know if they're going into northern united so you would think that those would kind of balance each other it's, right? it's going to depend right so <clears throat> in general it works in supply and demand so in general if there's less freight moving through the country which there is statistically in february in general that should create less of a demand for truck drivers which means rates should become lower as drivers just look to keep freight on the trailer to mm-hmm. to pay bills in theory winter storms um the weather that can all change things so if if suddenly uh a, a receiver you know say there's a big winter storm that buries the northeast and drivers don't want to go up there for three or four days when it becomes passable when it becomes able to drive through again suddenly Mm -hmm. there's going to be a massive demand where people are going to be like hey i need this just pay what it takes to get it up there and drivers are not stupid yeah i can help you out for money but i mean anybody would right i mean that's a great opportunity for them to set themselves up so uh that's something to pay attention to that's that's what can change that it's going to change capacity going north right because folks will talk about how much they need money and then you tell them like oh we'll make this delivery to sioux falls on when it's going to be minus 25 and like "Eh, i don't need it that bad so going north yes there might still be some capacity constraints depending on the weather if it doesn't get any real vicious cold snaps you might not see it uh to contrast that coming out of the north real easy it is not hard to pull a guy out of princeton minnesota in the middle of february and get him to go to you know, Atlanta or, yeah. or, or Houston or something like that. Because um, a lot of these guys are going to want to stick to the warmer markets. Conveniently enough, California doesn't become as much of a problem anymore either. Uh, but California does have some new regulations that went into place this year. I don't have all these specifics on them, uh, but there are regulations in California now regarding trucks. They can't be past a certain year in age. Right. And they yeah. have to meet certain standards. Emission standards. Yes. And, and that is in effect Sustainability. That's kind of the quiet... Yeah, um, I, I have not heard about room that. That's that a, nobody's talking about. 2024, like January 1st, 2024 was kind of the go date I on that. I believe. Kinda. Do not quote me on it. I, I encourage folks. I can look it up. 
and yeah. put it in the show notes. Please, please do. And if you're a shipper watching this, I encourage you to take a look into this because it, especially if you ship freight into California or if you're a shipper in California, that's just just educate yourself, arm yourself with information. It's the best thing you can do in regards to this. Um, but we're still waiting to see how that's going to impact uh, capacity in and out of California and rates. That's interesting. Yeah, because then that, you know that's also coupled with at this time truck prices are still high. Yep, and they're still kind of projected to rise throughout 2024. So it might make it kind of difficult. Yes, especially on those uh, less liquid companies. Yes. Well, and think of the guys who like running paper logs. If you if you run a specific oh, yeah. year model truck, you don't have to have an e log in it because it's not compatible. Yeah. So now these guys that removes California from these guys entirely. Yeah. So it's it's. I, I don't expect anything barring weather. I don't expect anything massive to, to just catch us off guard and, and massively impact capacity or rates yeah. outside of the weather. Yeah. You can't predict it. It It's always changing. And like we said, this is the type of year where it gets cold. But if everything plays the way it has in previous years, February is very slow. We talked to, I used to joke about this episode. I was like, there's not going to be a lot to talk about because <laughs> February sucks <laughs> yeah what do you do to advise shippers during february you know is it is your message to them maybe more lead time is better if because you might run into these kinds of delays and stuff due to the weather i would say just be cognizant of where you're shipping your freight yeah. and and that's also on the providers to bring that information to their customers too i had to have a couple of conversations with uh, a couple of customers today basically saying this is why this particular lane is not very desirable right now because if you look at where it's delivering, there's coastal flood warnings or there's um, uh, high wind advisories. That's why I don't think it's going to be a good idea to try and move this uh, today, tomorrow. Let's let's try and get this out at the end of the week if we can or or next week if possible just because, you know, we, we're going to pay through the nose to try and convince a guy to take this and haul through a storm and um, – and I don't know if a lot of shippers are aware of this, but it, it is it is ill-advised, borderline illegal for a broker to try and convince a driver to drive through a storm. It becomes a massive liability issue on the broker because if this driver says that he's not comfortable driving through snow, rain, sleet, ice, whatever, and we convince them to do it and they get into an accident, we can be held liable. Hmm. And that becomes a very dangerous, touchy topic. You know, it, it's, it's a safety issue. Yep. If a guy says he's not, he, he's not comfortable, he's not comfortable. Right. So um, we're, you know, if somebody says they are going to take it, you know, I mean, more power to you, man. Maybe they've got years of experience driving through snow and it doesn't bother them. Yeah. You would think that companies that are shipping to these areas that that are more difficult this time of year, they'd be pretty familiar with those kinds of struggles. I mean, yeah, the guys who have been driving for years, this is no different to them, especially guys who drive in winter weather regularly. Yeah. This is no, you know, this, this isn't anything new to them. But I mean, Ice and snowy conditions are ice and snowy conditions. You know, your experience will only take you so far. I mean, trying to stop an 80,000-pound vehicle on black ice yeah. is going to have the same result for everybody. It doesn't matter who the driver yeah. is. Those customers that are most successful during uh, or shipping d- during the month of February in those areas, you would say, are those that are cognizant of these these kinds yeah. of roadblocks. Yeah, just be, be aware. I, I wouldn't say they're... Uh, I don't expect my customers to sit and stare at the weather channel all day when they're yeah. when they're planning their freight. That's my job. My job as a provider is to We have TVs in the office with weather channel. We do. Wait, if you go to the logistics sales floor at ATS, there are I believe three or four TVs that are exclusively on the weather channel. Yeah. So we can we can 
notice it. We can pay attention to it. We get weather updates every morning sent to us in our emails, and that's our job. Yeah. I don't expect my customer to, to to know that. That's where I come in and go, hey, you're wanting to book this uh, shipment from uh, you know, Athens, Georgia to Glassboro, New Jersey. You know, This is the issue we're going to run into right now because this is the weather in those areas. I can book it. We can try and find somebody who's willing to drive through it, but just be cautious. I, I, you know, don't be surprised if this is delayed. That's the information I can bring to my customers. And then I let them make their decisions from there. Right. If you have a a psychopath in your pocket, who's going to drive through 55 mile an hour winds, book him, you know, go for it. Um, We will do what we can. And I just, I, 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 the best thing a a customer and a shipper can do is be patient and understanding when those items come up because I can't, I can't change the weather. Yeah. You know, if they, if it was 35 degrees and sunny outside, yeah, man, we can make that happen all day, every day. Even if it's cold, you know, 15 degrees and sunny outside, as long as the roads are fine, that's not a problem. It's just when road conditions go sideways. Gotcha. This is also the time of year you're going to see a lot of mountain passes closing. A lot of mountain passes will close, highway closures in the, uh, I don't know what that region of the United States would be called, that Idaho, Montana, Wyoming. Oh, um midwest that, yeah the western midwest <laughs> um i-80 i think it is that runs through uh montana wyoming area that that closes all the time yeah. because of the snow and um it's not like drivers can just go around it yep i've had customers mention that to me before um we had a driver stuck in an ice storm and i had a gentleman who lived in california his whole life he was a shipper and i was explaining to him why it was going to take so long to get this shipment of his from california to georgia and this was in 2019, 2020, somewhere around there, when that big ice storm uh, really wreaked havoc through Texas, Oklahoma, that whole area. Yeah. Our driver stopped, told us what was going on, and which we're completely understanding, right? We get it. Like, I see it happening on the news. I see where he's at on GPS. Yeah, man, you should probably stop. It's, uh, it's yep. pretty dicey if you go any further. And our customer's like, well, just tell him to go around it. And it's like, okay, well, he's going to have to drive up as far as Iowa, or, or more to get around this this storm. And he's like, well, why can't he drive through it? And it's like, well, there's, you know, it's really bad weather. There's a lot of ice. And I, I legitimately had the guy tell me, he's like, I don't get it. He's a professional truck driver. Why can't he? Uh, yeah. It's like being understanding. Just understand that if, if weather does happen, and we've talked about this a million times before on the podcast, and we'll continue to do so because we get a lot of new listeners, hopefully. Um just be understanding. If I'm telling you that something is unsafe, I'm not saying it because I don't want to execute for you. I don't want to get your freight out there. I just don't want to have to deal with somebody getting hurt or trying to, you know, I'm not going to try and convince a driver to take a, an unsafe load. Sure. Uh, in a month like February where freight demand is, is relatively low and it seems to be the case this year, um, that kind of makes me, you know, have the assumption that companies have busier times of year. Yeah. So this would maybe be a lull or, or kind of a break period for them. And this would be a good time to look at your network. Yeah, this is. I was kind of maybe going to ask what you what you think that they should be doing to kind of ramp up or prepare for the busier times of their. Anytime you're slow, season. that's a good time to look at your network, yeah. right? Take a look at the guys who have been performing well. Maybe consider giving them more of the workload. Take a look at the guys who have been consistently missing the mark. This might be a time to have a conversation with them. Hey, it's time to perform. Or if 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 it's not redeemable in your eyes it might be time to remove them from your network Um, most shippers are getting called an insane amount of times a day by brokers asset-based companies carriers truckers in general hard to weed through that all it it is noise this might be the time to listen to a few of them and 
pay attention to the folks who really set themselves apart? Are they asking how they, you know, what they, are they asking what the folks who are doing a good job for you are doing? Are they interested in actually learning about the shipping process? And they're not just saying that, like, I want to know what it looks like. Are they asking the right detailed questions? What kind of commodities are you moving? Or do they, do they have at least have an inkling of what kind of trailer types they might be needing to help you out or how your commodity might move? Uh, you know, obviously the folks that hit you with the same old, I'm with such and such logistics slash trucking company. And I'm interested in hauling freight for you and would just like to know how your shipping process works. Yeah, maybe not that guy. But if somebody, hey, do you use brokers? Do you use asset-based companies? I'm interested in hauling for you. I imagine you're using these trailer types. Yeah. I work with someone similar. How does it work for you? It's somebody who's just genuinely interested mm-hmm. and doesn't sound like they're reading off a script. Might be time to entertain a few new options. Everybody's good right now, right? I work in sales, so I, I hear the the objections firsthand. And, and 99% of the time, it's, oh, well, our current network's good. Well, now, if you're slow, if you're slow, there's no better time to, if you're telling me it's good, now's the time to actually, like, take a hard look at your network and really see if it's good. Yeah. And I wonder if, how much of that stems from the pain of, like, onboarding someone new, like, learning someone new. And people get nervous about that, or they just, they get anxious or, or tired of it because I don't want to have to go through the process of setting you up. And if you're a good broker, if you're a good asset-based company, if you're a good carrier, you should be doing what you can to take the stress out of that. Mm-hmm. I know what you're going to ask for. I've already got it here. Here's my W-9. Here's my insurance certs and the amounts that yeah. you would request it. I want to make this as painless as possible. It's what I preach to my sales reps, right? Let's this, this needs to be an overall good experience for this shipper, for this prospect. Otherwise, there's no reason for them to do business with us, right? Yeah. You have to give people a reason to do business with you if you're – Consistently missing pickups, consistently making their lives difficult, consistently not showing an interest to learn more about their company or their processes. I wouldn't want to work with you either. Yeah. You know, it's it's comparable to if you went looking for a car, right? And you walk into that car dealership and everybody, anybody who's ever bought a car from a dealership knows how this works. You walk on that lot and it, they're like Eagle Vision. They see you <laughs> and they just appear next to you. Sure. You know, imagine that salesman not listening to anything you said. What are you looking for? Well, you know, we're looking for, you know, a new car and got a couple of kids. So the space is huge. Nice. And then he shows you like a two-door sedan. Like, you're not listening, dude. I'm good. I'm, I'm out of here. Um, Yeah, that's got a little bit off track there. But shippers, now's a good time to reevaluate your network. Carriers, uh, I think the best advice I can give for carriers right now. It's a tough time to be a trucking company. There's been it, a it lot of pretty extreme cost pressure. It is, and we we don't tailor this enough to to truck drivers as much as I'd like. And I, I think we should get like operations personnel involved in this to really speak to the truck driver side of things. But if I had any advice for carriers, it's build those relationships with your customers right now. And contract freight is your friend during times like this. So lock in if you can, um, and just continue building those relationships. I mean, that's going to be the biggest thing that gets you through every hardship is a lot of times it's not what you know, it's who you know. So if you have a customer who's going to keep freight on your trailer, keep your guys moving, keep your bills paid, you need to be you need to be working with those folks. Yeah. So February is the down period. When are things going to pick back up? Is that a March conversation? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty much night and day from February to March. You know, March, some portions of the country start to thaw out. Uh, some of the, the folks that experience winter at a more southern level, yeah. March starts to... Um, it's springtime moving april is when it comes back in full swing yeah most of the country's thawed out by then uh which is crazy to think that we're only two months away from spring already we uh, just got our first batch of and snow. we just got our first snowfall it, it's bizarre i don't like it um i don't even know how i'm gonna be able to go ice fishing this year yeah i, I really don't know 
It's going to depend. This weekend is supposed to be brutally cold, but... But then it's going to be back in the 20s then Monday, I think. I mean, as long as it doesn't get above freezing 32, then we should keep making ice on the lake. But, I mean, have you heard the story about the folks who got stranded on Red Lake? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a huge... So three uh, separate times. Oh, I didn't know that. I knew, like, of one instance where people had gotten separated from the larger There was three separate times. Folks watching or listening, if you don't know what ice fishing is, if you're from the south, if you're not a psychopath and live up here like we do, (laughs) when the lakes freeze, people go out there, drill holes in it, and fish on it. Not a big deal. It gets so thick that you can even drive your car out there. Well, some folks didn't wait long enough, and Red Lake wasn't completely frozen over yet, but they decided to go out there, and the ice sheet they were fishing on, this is 30 people, mind you, broke off, and they just floated out to the middle of the lake. And it's a big lake. It looks like like you can't see the other side of it. It's that big. So they had to they had to have like helicopters come out to this ice sheet <laughs> and pick them up one by one and take them back. Terrible. It's it's horrible. And I can't imagine that bill was cheap. No. Cuz nobody like, yeah, we'll just send the helicopter out there for free, man. Don't worry about it. Nope. Yeah. Somebody's writing a check, which means you're writing a check. <laughs> so, uh what what kind of seasons do we come into in March? There's, you know, the pendulum kind of swings with seasonality in the trucking yeah. industry. We're coming into some produce. Uh not quite yet. Produce uh you'll probably see produce first start in April. It really gets hot in May. That's when produce like goes full swing. Um you won't see that yet in March. March is just going to be more so of the uh the thawing out. Yeah. More places open, you know, it's not going to be as bad of an idea to go up north to drop off freight. A lot of contracts are locked in in March probably. Yep, that's good. it's a little or bit of an RF- March. There's it's a small RFP season. There are customers that do RFPs in in the at the end of the first quarter. Uh, most contracts are done tail end of uh of uh the fiscal year. So October time frame is typically where people like to lock in their contracts. But people the next best time is now or that March time frame, I'm sorry. So that's what you can expect in the uh, in the long term future, and we'll sit down and we'll talk about it again, just like we always do. I'll be back in here in February, talking about March, and I'll be back in here in March talking about April. Cool. Assuming I'm still still alive and kicking at that point. You will be, I think. So. I, I hope to be. I plan to. You'll be. have plenty of fish in the freezer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, assuming I don't fall through the ice, get stranded on Red Lake. <laughs> yeah, don't go back. to Red Lake. All right, thanks, Josh. <laughs> thanks, man. Uh, you have been listening to Beyond the Road, the transportation industry podcast produced by Anderson Trucking Service. If you liked what you heard here today, make sure to follow along wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss our next episode, which we try to publish multiple times per month. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube. If you're looking for more transportation industry-related content and information, head over to the ATS Learning Hub at atsinc.com slash learninghub. On the Learning Hub, you will find a comprehensive library of answers to transportation's most common questions in the form of articles, videos, case studies, downloadable tools, podcast episodes like this one, and more. You will find uh, an article on the transportation industry during February in 2024, which I will also put in the show notes below. But that can be found on the Learning Hub along with um, market forecast videos and other uh, type of all of that kind of information. So thank you again, and we'll speak to you again soon.